Hey everybody, you're listening to What's Your Number? The chronicles of two well-traveled women as told through sexual experiences. I'm Olivia and I'm in Barcelona. And I'm Mariah recording from Boston. This is the podcast where we tell each other the story of every person we've ever slept with, starting with number one. exciting day it's exciting for me because i've got the podcast to myself for the first time finally got rid of mariah (laughs) (laughs) also super exciting because i'm here today with sarah stroh hi sarah hello olivia nice to meet you so great to meet you too finally and thanks so much for being on what's your number with us i mean with me goodness it's gonna take years <laughs> too <laughs> thank you for inviting me it's um, an honor oh please the honor is all mine um Sarah is a writer and well-traveled woman and um uh polyamorous activist would you say do you use the word activist does that feel like the right title. Yeah. Yeah. I would say I am an activist. Yes. Um, uh, with a lot of really interesting and, and great things to say about, um, ethical non-monogamy relationships, traveling, digital nomadry, and, and a lot of other stuff that we're going to get into today. So, um, yeah, Sarah, do you want to talk a little bit about the work that you do and what what you're interested in right now, especially? Sure. Um, So my mission is to open up the conversation around sexuality um, so that people feel empowered to pursue whatever sex life or romantic life they truly want, whatever that is, um, regardless of what cultural norms were impressed upon them. Uh, throughout their lives. So awesome. And I do that mostly by talking about it myself. So talking about my sexuality, my my love life, my love orientation, um, my lifestyle through blogging, and over the past months more uh, making videos for Instagram, which is also really fun. Uh, just to get the word out about alternative ways of loving and um, also sex positivity in general, just like that we don't need to be ashamed of talking about sex and pleasure and these topics. Yeah, totally. And you do, you do it so well. Um, I think that, yeah, the way that you engage with these questions is, is always super interesting. So, um, yeah, today on the podcast, we'll talk a little bit about, Polyanamory and polyanamory. <laughs> Talk a little bit about, um, yeah, ethical non-monogamy and um, love orientations, and maybe talk a little bit as well about traveling. And I know that you're no longer a digital nomad. And um, to be honest, uh, but you know, and we were just talking before we started recording about that you um, have been traveling a lot and are, are looking forward to taking a, a brief break at least, but, um, the travel and, and how it interacts with our, the people that we've met and our um, romantic relationships has been a really interesting theme on the podcast. So, um, maybe we can talk a little bit about that too. And then, um, if you're up for it, maybe we'll hear, hear some stories from, from your own sorted past. <laughs> Awesome. Sounds great. Um, Cool. So I think most of our listeners know what polyamory is or have been in polyamory um, relationships or or are currently. So with that in mind, I think we can kind of skip the definitions and, uh, you know, just get down to brass tacks. So um, (laughs) this is a storytelling podcast. So we're, we're, 
super interested in your personal story if you're if you're willing to talk about it, your journey to polyamory, um, how you you know got into it and how it's going, you know, as much as you feel like sharing. Sure. Um, so I was like most people, um, monogamous most of my most of my life that I was dating most of my dating career, let's say. Yeah. And <laughs> sometimes it feels like a job. Yeah. So I didn't really know that non-monogamy was something that people did. Like I I guess I I suppose I had heard of it before. Um the last uh, I guess 2016 is when I actually met people for the first time who were practicing polyamory and seemed like happy normal people who just thought really consciously about their relationships in a way that I had never experienced or seen before. Yeah. And that was when I was living in Brooklyn. So in a place where there's very like more alternative people who are willing to think outside of the box. And um, it just immediately resonated with me. Like I, I just thought it made so much sense and maybe that it was like the answer to all of my problems and relationships thus far in my life. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> So yeah, I'd been in several long, longish term monogamous relationships before then um, of about a year and a half or so, let's say for the, on average um, or at at its maximum. Um, And yeah, so when I heard about it, I was like, this is for me. I want to, I want to do this. And I basically, and how did I, how did I do that? Yeah. (laughs) I basically just told everyone that I met that this was something that I really wanted to do, but I still wasn't very confident in it at first. Like I, I, for example, met um, a really nice man, let's call him number 30, (laughs) 38. I have no, I literally have no goddamn clue like what number he was, but no, no, actually that was pre my year traveling abroad. So maybe yeah, actually, that's probably maybe like 30, let's say 30. Um, <laughs> and he was, yeah, he was not into the idea of non-monogamy, but we still like dated. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was like a time where I was very impressionable in the sense that like, I didn't know that this right. was more important than like a person that I was dating. And it For wasn't sure. necessarily like, I think that's one of the hardest things that I've had to um, figure out over these last years is like, my desire to be very free and open and um, non-monogamous in some way, like how do I balance that desire with the desire of a partner that I'm seeing right now? Right. Um, and so that was like always the question that I've been asking myself since discovering polyamory um, totally. six years ago now, uh, five, six years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So long story short, I think I could <laughs> keep going on and on this specific. No, that's, uh, that's why we're here. Yeah. 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 So should I just, I guess keep talking. Um, yeah. <laughs> but if you have questions, you can ask me. No. Yeah. Yeah. I'll get in there. Don't worry. Yeah. yeah so this so is super he, interesting. I think, I think just, um, yeah, like the, the tension between those two things. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Kind of like anything, like, um, if both people want kids or if both people, I mean, um, want to get married or people, you know, there's, there's Mm -hmm. these things that are like, okay, I mean, is this an extinction level event for our relationship or Mm -hmm. is this, I mean, both parties, this person as well probably could have been like, well, I want to be with you so badly that I'll try polyamory. But is that what happened or did you end up? So that, so, um, 30 and I, had like a fling and actually I was in LA at the time. Okay, nice. And then, but I was always planning to leave and go travel after that anyway. Mm-hmm. So it didn't mm-hmm. never, it didn't never have to come to a head. Um, okay. It was like a, but we were in love, like we did fall in love and we were still friends and we stayed in touch while I was traveling as well. Right. Um, but yeah, so we never had to like deal with that issue. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, but then I went and was like a digital nomad for like a full year, um, traveling like in India and Europe and a whole bunch of places uh, on my own. Yeah. Uh, And that's when I had like this magical year abroad where I I probably (laughs) like I think my my number like um, increased by 50% 50 or so in this (laughs) time frame. (laughs) 
<laughs> and yeah, it was just so much fun. It was such a, yeah, I met so many really, really great people. I mean, awesome, some of yeah. whom that I wouldn't even technically maybe put as another number because, you know, where does the line of sex That's become sex? We but, talk you know, about all the time. Yeah, it's hard to know. Yeah. We say if, yeah, it, if it counts, it counts. <laughs> okay, I like that. <laughs> but yeah for sure um Uh, yeah so anyway I didn't have to deal with this specific question then and then on the same trip I met um another guy uh let's call him let's call him uh 45 nice and 45 um he and I ended up like we had a fling and then we decided let's let's actually stay together. And, and he's the reason I moved to Germany. Okay. Uh, he, he's German. Okay. And very cool. Yeah. So we ended up moving not not right away, but we ended up moving to Berlin together Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2019. And he was like the first day I met him, I told him that I was interested in this and I could have like believed it. And he understood that. He understood why it made sense. Yeah. And was very like interested in it as well in theory. Cool. But then um and we actually were living together. I've never the first the only person I've ever, ever lived with before. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um romantically. Yeah. I also lived with parents. <laughs> um, other people. <laughs> but um yeah, so then this is when this issue came up and it was actually you had to deal with this question and because right. In the end, he wasn't comfortable ever. He never became comfortable with me being with other people. And actually, I didn't sleep with anyone else um, gotcha. mm-hmm. while we were together. But I did have like an occasional like makeout session right. when I was away, like in a different. Uh, I was in Dublin actually on a layover, and I ended up like meeting a guy at a bar there and going on Amazing. a date with him. Amazing. Um, okay. Love that. Love that. <laughs> yeah, but it was love an airport yeah. date. <laughs> No, 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 we met actually. I mean, it was I was actually in Dublin. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So he was like an Irish guy. Yeah, okay, long layover. Cool cool. by design. You know. Okay, nice. Okay, Um, excellent. Yeah. So, so then, so yeah, it was always hard for him. For him, and then I just at some point decided, okay, like I guess I'll just stop because, um, yeah, I don't want to hurt my partner, and um, I'm gonna choose him. Yeah. And eventually, but then we also had some other disagreements in our relationship sure. uh, w- with particularly with respect to having children, like he was much younger than me okay. than I am. And um, I think because that changed where like he, he basically d- couldn't tell me like that he would potentially want children or like in the time frame that I would want them, which is right. like in the next few years. Yeah. Maybe when I started devaluing the relationship and then my desire to be non-monogamous sort of began to outweigh um, the desire to stay together with him. Yeah, that makes sense. Because we weren't seeing eye to eye on these other things. That's how I'm interpreting it right now. I don't know that that is actually true, <laughs> but, or like what exactly yeah, was going on. Of and, course. and But even, eventually, basically in that same relationship, we decided to open up again because we were having this disagreement. Cause I was yeah. like, well, if you're not going to do this with me, then I need to meet someone else, which <laughs> it was kind of silly because like, why would he be all of a sudden okay with something he wasn't comfortable with? Right. Um, I, that's, that was a learning experience for in that situation where it's like, yeah, totally. You can't like kind of threaten someone and they can't, someone can't be threatened. You can't into, ultimatum them in. Yeah. <laughs> into being okay with it. So about a year and a half into our relationship, um, I ended up meeting two other men um, who we'll call uh, 50 and 51. Nice. <laughs> and <laughs> no, that doesn't make sense because, okay, I was 45 and they were the next two. So 46, 47. Okay. Okay. Say. Good. Well, I um, like, yeah, I like your, your, your commitment to the number <laughs> theme. Yes. Okay. Yeah. 46 and 47. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 46, 47. Um, yeah. Then I, I think because I met them and I was having, I was like, oh, well, this is so much fun. And my feelings, you know how the feelings end up running the show. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, 
I was enjoying being non-monogamous for the first time and because I was like experiencing it. Yeah. And I think in the end, ultimately I was like, this person, like we don't see eye to eye in this specific way and I want to keep dating these people and I need to do this now and like yeah, do what's right for me. Um, sure. In hindsight, I, I don't know if that – if there was any like right decision in that case. Like I mean in a lot of ways, like we were happy together, you know, we were – um, you know, we had a great relationship and, and, and yeah, I think it's just the type, I don't regret that we, like I ended it, he moved out and, um, I'm very happy right now. Like I'm in a non-monogamous relationship with yeah. 47. Great. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, um, so 47 and I have been dating for the past two years. We've been together for two years. Two years. And oh, yeah. yeah, this is my longest relationship. Okay. And cool. yeah, it's going really well, but there's still this, this question doesn't go away. Like mm-hmm. he was, he was open to trying non-monogamy in the same way that 45 was, Yeah, but he actually likes it as what's okay. the difference. He's as actually like yeah. not as jealous. Yeah. He's more comfortable with himself. He's not as jealous of a person naturally. Um, he's enjoyed it on his own. On his own. Enjoyed yeah. it together. That must be a big part. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And he actually was the first person to like sort of kick off going on a date with someone else. I think it was that was really great because for me, I was finally on the other side and I wasn't yeah. in this position of feeling, making the other person feel guilty. It was hard for me too. Yeah. But right. Um, yeah, yeah. But, but back to the original sort kind of, of question that, that I together, came <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. That I came to is that, that even right now we're still, we still have this issue, which is that I feel polyamorous in in a lot of ways. Like I feel like I cannot help but love every, like my default is loving people that I come into contact with. And um, so, you know, recently what's been a struggle for us is like for him, he doesn't know that he wants polyamory, like full on polyamory in the sense that we actually have committed romantic relationships with other people. Um, we've only been casually dating other people and um, also having sexual relationships with other people. Right. But we haven't like made a specific, like talk, discuss specific boundaries that we're going to go across that line. So that's a conversation we actually have to have soon again. We're always, you know, having these conversations and iterating on it. But I think it's, it's interesting because this is a, co- a question that has come up a lot, like on Instagram comments as well, which is like, oh, I, you know, I was with someone who is wanted to be monogamous and I'm polyamorous. And then eventually I chose me and I quote unquote, I chose me and I decided to be polyamorous. But it's like, there's, there's always going to be something you disagree on. There's always going to be like, like if it's not this specific thing, then you might disagree on something else that's just more that pushes their boundaries in some other way. So it's just always a question for yourself. Like, I mean, what do you want to do? And, and any, anything is valid, like deciding to like to break up, to be more free in some way is yeah. totally valid thing to choose. But I think if you're always choosing that, then you're probably not going to be in a long-term relationship, which is also fine. Like I want to make that clear too. I think there's a lot of pressure in our society to be in a very yeah, long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that you're only like, if you break up, you're a failure in some way. And that's just not true. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm curious. Cause I think, cause I, I think what, what you're, you're speaking to is a super common experience that I've, I've witnessed with my, friends who are in poly relationships and it seems like it's hard and I wonder what you think about this but it can be hard to find someone who is your exact match I mean because people use the word polyamory in such a you know in kind of a of a vague way sort of a general umbrella term that I think gets thrown around a lot but you know some people might want to be in a more of an open relationship or some people might want to be actually forming, you know, a polycule or have like a relationship Mm -hmm. where, you know, we all live together, you know, the three of us, the five of us, whatever, you know, um, some people I think like to have more of a hierarchical, um, relationship where they have a primary partner and, you know, and secondary partners and people kind of understand, you know, where they fit in and, and, and things like that. So, 
I mean, it seems like even when you're with someone, you know, like you're with 47 now who is open to polyamory, um, wants, thinks that these questions are super valid, wants to explore them. It's always going to be hard, right? To land on the exact same, you know, square of that checkerboard. It seems like, I don't don't know what you think about that. Yeah, no, I think, I think that's true. And I think that that's just something you have to always constantly reevaluate for yourself. I think it's, I think it's easy to meet someone like when, when you, when you're single, it's easy to say, oh, I want this. And and then not necessarily easy to find someone who wants the same thing, but it's much easier to um, grow on your own and then, and then meet someone who's like at the same place as you, I think, than it is to grow with while you're in a relationship and then like make it work so that you're both on the same page for as the time goes on. Yeah. Um, and I think it's just a matter of being really honest with yourself about, are you happy? Is this, is this good for you still? And, um, exactly. yeah, I, I think it's really tough. I, I talked to this, this guy, um, he, uh, I interviewed a, him about it. I won't say the name, although I think he would be happy actually to be mentioned because he's a public figure talks about Uh polyamory on on Instagram Uh as well but um maybe I'll ask him after he could put it in in the notes (laughs) um yeah so he was saying how he was in a polyamorous relationship for the first time I think when he was maybe in his 30s or 40s um and he and the woman moved in together and they were you know, he, you know, you think, oh, it's great that he's in a polyamorous relationship for the first time. He's doing, he's living his his dream or whatever. Yeah. But he said it, it. It became clear after some time that she wanted a very different form of polyamory and was like, in the end, he wasn't really able to have relationships with other people in the way that he wanted to. And so, okay, yeah, it was a real. This was a big struggle for him because he was inner dialogue was basically saying oh, I already have this thing. I already have so much freedom that other people have. So, you know, shouldn't I just be uh, happy with that? Shouldn't I just accept that? Um, <laughs> and uh, in the end, he realized that, no, like in ultimately he wasn't happy in this case, in this scenario, and they ended up breaking up. But it took a lot of getting over this, or, oh, am I being greedy? Am I, you know? Right. Am I um, asking for too much? Or it, yeah. am I... I mean, I think, I think this is a question that people deal. Don't you think though, this is a version of the question of, am I settling? That's just kind of like, whether you're monogamous or poly or or, it doesn't matter. You're always like, is this, is this what I want? You know, is, is this, you know, because nothing is perfect. So you know that. And then you also know that you should strive for the best you can get. So it's like, <laughs> you just live with, you're kind of like a ping pong ball, no? Like going between those two extremes. You're like, oh. And and I think that um, as you kind of hinted to earlier, I think, you know, people, some people just, you know, they choose to keep striving for something that's a bit more specific to what they need. And sometimes that means you're going to be in more maybe shorter term relationships. I don't know. Is that what you're saying or am I twisting your words? That is basically what I'm saying. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I think that's a very, um, (laughs) direct way of saying it in the sense (laughs) that like, I'm reconsidering it now that you say it in that way, because it's very like, I think it's very a, a makes B kind of like, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, like linear. So, Yeah, like a linear equation. (laughs) But um, yeah, I guess that is what I'm saying. Like if you're constantly thinking about what's better and what, how can this, how can I maximize my potential to meet someone who's exactly like me all the time, then yeah, like I don't think that's a way to be in a long-term relationship. Right. And I think there's, there is a lot of good and um, like when you're in a healthy long-term relationship that comes from that. So Right now I'm happy. Like I, yeah, I, but I can't say that will be the case forever. Um, and I don't plan to 
to ever say forever when it comes to a relationship or anything in, in life. Yeah, but, uh, I'm, I'm happy way. right now to try to make it work with my partner, even though we're not exactly aligned. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally, I totally agree. I'm, I'm, um, I, I, I think this is, this is kind of my struggle with, with marriage, to be honest, which, um, we haven't talked about really that much on the podcast because in podcast years we're, we're both super young, but, um, but you know, I think just, um, you know, cause of the family that I come from and, and stuff and, and also my, my feelings about, um, that question of not only being free in a relationship, you know, to sleep with other people maybe, or, or, or do other things, but more just to keep choosing the life that you want to have every, every day. And kind of, um, to me, it seems more important to make that commitment and say kind of yes every day to somebody, as opposed to say yes on one day, like in front of all your friends and family, and then sort of you know, have, just kind of set it and forget it. I don't know if I'm, if I'm being, um, articulate in that way, but I just, I kind of, I have a hard time with that forever thing as well. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. 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 I do too. I, I, <laughs> I, um, I think that the idea of like coming together with your friends and family of both sides, you know, of the partnership is beautiful. But yeah, uh, for sure. yeah, I struggle with the idea of not telling someone that you want to commit to them forever. But yeah, like I think it's really easy or could I could see it being really easy. I think it is easy. Or it does happen with a lot of couples, not all, but a lot of them where they do end up taking their partner for granted and they start getting, yeah, not necessarily, like you said, choosing every day that they actually want to be in the relationship because it's like, um, yeah, they're kind of stuck. Yeah, it's also just like, you know, a lot of things could change about um, what we want in life, uh, you know, and, and beyond just, you know, other people that we might fall in love with and um, other kind of sex that we might want to have or, you know, maybe the other person stops wanting to have sex at all or, you know, I mean, there's a lot of things in that realm that that definitely change and and shift over time and then there's just other, you know, big things about, um, life things. What do you want to do? Where do you want to live? Uh, you know, what kind of family do you want to have? That seems hard for me to be able to, to foresee all of those things from this vantage point at least and say, yes, I'm sure we're going to definitely want the exact same things forever, but. Totally. Yeah. But. That's just me. Um, <laughs> so does that mean you don't want to get married or? Yeah, I don't really, I don't really believe in marriage for myself. Um, I do believe yeah. that it exists, but. <laughs> 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 um, so what are you and your partner's boundaries? If you feel comfortable talking about that. Sure. Um, yeah. I, so we typically check in, you know, if we're going to go on a date with somebody else, we'll, we'll um, ask the other how they feel about that. Um, and yeah, just check in, make sure, you know, see if everything's okay uh -huh. in terms of, yeah, comfort and security. Cause that can, can feel um, scary when the partner goes out with someone else. So they think it's gotten easier for me over time. Um, and what else? Uh, yeah, like right now we basically, so we've since the beginning, we actually sort of had this rule where we don't, we also try not to make dates on the weekends. So if the other person's out of town or something, then we, oh, I feel so cool. special. We're recording this on a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But just because we often, we, we kind of live what we call a long distance relationship because we're like 35 minute bike ride away from each other or like a 40 <laughs> minute 
train ride. <laughs> oh, me so, too. Like, That's funny. <laughs> we always you, say we're two. With we, yeah, we live two metros from each other, which is also, <laughs> yeah, the in yeah. Spanish, the social distance. Like you have to be a dos metros from everyone during COVID. So we always say, yeah, like, we live at two. Two, two metros away. Anyways. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's funnier in Spanish. I'm sorry to cut you off there. Okay. No, yeah. So sense. you guys live kind of far and you try and prioritize each other on the weekends. Yeah. Yeah. So we, I mean, we would, uh, well, often like just, just because it's easier, we don't have to go back and forth. We would often spend the weekends together. So it would be maybe harder to like say goodbye on a sun on like a Saturday night for yeah. a partner who's going to go on a date that Saturday. For sure. I think, yeah, from my from my end, I would be open to like renegotiating this particular um, boundary. I think it also has to do with so recently, like why why I bring up this conversation or this um, why I'm bringing up. I brought up this specifically at the beginning about polyamory. How you're always you always have to be asking this question of like, is this worth? Is it worth? you know, limiting my freedom for the sake of a relationship. Um, yeah. Because I've been casually dating uh, someone for the last – so I was away for four months, so we hadn't seen each other So okay, yeah. since last summer, but we also hadn't seen each other for, for a lot of the time since then. Right. But, um, yeah, I'm like – I really like him a lot, and um, that's been hard for my partner. Gotcha, yeah. Uh, understandably, because this is the first time – either of us really, because for me, like I said, my default is loving people. And so like when I fall for someone, like I fall really hard for them and like I hear you. to the point I'm where I like, right there with it's you. hard. Yeah. It's like really hard for me to not think about them all the time and kind of be obsessive. Um, and so navigating that, what like trying not to hurt my partner's feelings, but also being honest with him about how I feel, you know, that's what we've like basically I've been navigating over the past month and then like maybe the month before I left, um, in the fall. Yeah. And so, yeah. So recently, most recently I decided, uh, to put like a, put a pause on that relation, that like relationship where I'm falling hard for this person <laughs> Yeah, yeah. for the sake of my partner to like, just feel like, okay, no, like he's still the priority for sure. And, um, it's, I, I, I don't, I don't regret this decision or I don't, I feel good about the decision because I want my partner, like, I think in the end, ultimately it's making him happier. And I'm like, when he's happy, I'm happy. Yeah. But like, if this were something that's going to last forever or like something that, like, I don't know if I could stay happy in this type of arrangement forever. For sure. So it's like, that's a difficult question to like to confront and I was yeah journaling about this even last night like this is really like happening right now yeah that's that's uh super interesting and I I I appreciate you um you know talking about about this here because I think that I can imagine people who are interested in 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 polyamory or or kind of or thinking about it um, from the outside might think like, okay, you know, like they're in a poly relationship, they've established that. So there's really no jealousy or there's no like breaking up with people cause you like them too much, or there's no, um, you know, walking things back. And it's like, of course, of course there is, if it's a relationship that you have to, you've got to navigate all the time. I think, um, just it's got to be really hard to see someone fall super hard for someone else even if you might know that this is the beginning of a relationship and that happens to that's just what happens it might not always be like this intense but um do you have you guys talked about that about how like long term you know that kind of initial infatuation could fade and it could just be um, a little bit easier for everyone or is that not exactly the issue? Um, I think the main issue is like, we never, we haven't agreed on the idea that, um, that we would, we would have partners that were like multiple partners. 
years, right? Yeah. And the thing is, this is like a moot point because actually, <laughs> I should also mention this person that I've fallen for does not see himself as polyamorous at all. Oh so, like, I probably <laughs> like in in every way, like this doesn't actually work long term for sure. Um, for sure. Yeah, but okay. it's yeah, like it's like I I still love I. This is, by the way, it's called NRE, New Relationship Energy, like what oh, I'm feeling okay. right now yeah. for this other person. Okay, cool, um, And cool. it's, it's very common in the polyamorous yeah. world because, yeah, it always happens that at the beginning there's more of this obsessive component right. with a person um, because you have the new butterflies, honeymoon yeah. type feeling. Yeah, yeah, um, So, yeah, but I, yeah, I think for the issue – for him is yes, seeing that in me, uh, and I think that love that that component of um, craziness in it, and like wild cardness, so to speak, where it's like yeah. I'm scared. Then how is he supposed? To, like I'm scared of my emotions. I'm like out of control in some way. How is he supposed to feel secure? Right. And so, honestly, I think this is, has been really good. This whole process, though, of of being like okay. I should take a step back now because now I, I feel less crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I had some time away. And also I told him, I, I wanted to be completely honest with um, number um, four, 47, wait, 48. Okay. One more. <laughs> Plus right, one. Yeah. 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 He's the only person that I've slept with besides my, uh, my partner that I, my current partner. Yeah. Um, since him. But uh, yeah, so 48, I told 48, uh, recently, like two days ago that I, I like couldn't see him this weekend. He'd asked to hang out and right. that the reason is partially because I want to give my partner time to, uh, absorb the fact that I have feelings for him. Right. And that, but that like, hopefully we can see each other, I don't know, in a week or t- in like a week or two or something. Yeah. Uh, and he like, and I, I was really worried about having that conversation because I didn't want to push him away. And he's already expressed his concerns about sure. not wanting to be the other guy, so to speak, um, mm. and not really feeling comfortable with polyamory in general. So this was like, oh, well, this is exactly why you didn't want to be part of this because of right. stuff like this. This is what I was thinking. Sure. And he's and he's not going to see me anymore and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, and, then, so I, scary. and then actually what happened, though? was that he just was like totally cool with it. Um, Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> he was just yeah. like, oh yeah, that's like totally cool. Like he should be the priority. Um, which I, I think that's was awesome. like the best possible thing to happen. Yeah. At the same time, I was a little disappointed too. Cause I was like, <laughs> where's the drama? Like <laughs> you're supposed to fight for me. <laughs> uh, uh, the, yeah. yeah. I, that's wow. Yeah. That, I've had that feeling too with people who are not jealous at all. I'm like, well, a little bit of jealousy. Yeah. Go a long way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but I think, yeah, yeah. he probably respects, me more for it, you know? And I think, yeah, I mean, right. That emotional intelligence, obviously that you're showing there and it's like, okay, well, if you would do that for, you know, 47 or maybe you'd do that for me and, and just kind of like letting people have, have time to, to process stuff. I mean, yeah, I can see why he thought that was cool. So here's a question. Do you, do you find that I mean, I don't know how to say this without being being blunt, but like, it seems like you're dating a lot of people who are not super into polyamory for someone who's polyamorous. Is it just, is it, I don't know. I, I, I'm just curious, like, is it, is it hard to, to, you know, I mean, it's just it kind of, you know, limits your dating pool a little bit, or has it just been kind of like how it's gone down or is it, um, yeah, what, that's actually a great, a great question and or point, I should say. Um, I don't have any excuse <laughs> for this <laughs> behavior. Uh, the only, yeah, le- I guess, like I, I have tried in the sense like when um, 40, so my partner and I first started, like we, we were both on like dating app fields, which is really good for oh, yeah. and open relationships and also, right. um, introduce yeah, me to like that. Kinky. Yeah. What was that? 
I was gonna say Mariah introduced me to that. Okay, app, yeah, but yeah, yeah. But so sorry, it's like a great app for people who are either into k- certain kinks or also polyamorous. Yeah. Um, and so I was on the app, and like there it states that explicitly. And I actually was dating. Like I went on a few dates with a guy who's polyamorous and was living with his partner. Um, but I don't know. It just never. Never in the end got in, like that I wanted him enough that to like really keep seeing him in that way. Yeah. Um, we're still kind of friendly. Um, but actually, I'm more friendly with his partner now because we talk about polyamory. Cool. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Like it, uh, it was a great connection, but I don't know. Yeah. So yeah. It, I feel like it's just life happens. Um, totally. I met the one who I have a crush on at a music festival last summer. Right. So, okay. IRL. You know, yeah, I just and that's how I always meet people is lately is I, IRL. And yeah. yeah, I I think it's just hard to um, I don't know I it I think it is harder to meet polyamorous people, but there are polyamorous people who say like I won't date anyone unless they even have they have a, they have a partner already or like wow um, okay. They have yeah. to be like specifically polyamorous. And I just think there's so many people in the world who have no idea about polyamory right. that like, I don't want to exclude people just because they haven't explicitly already decided they're polyamorous. Because I think there's a lot of people out there as well who maybe are open to it, but they just don't really know a lot about it. Sort of like my partner now. For sure. Um, yeah, and also back to I just wanted to specifically note as well that the partner that I told you about who was in LA, I think I oh, named yeah. him 35. 35. Uh, I wouldn't call him a partner. It was more of like a shorter term fling uh-huh. or a shorter term thing, but we did say I love you to each other, so it was qu- kind of serious too, who was not into polyamory. Right, uh, right. Cut to 5 years later and now he is polyamorous. Like he had, he was dating two women at once uh, at one Look point at and like um yeah, he's really loves what he's adopted for himself and is really into the idea of having specifically emotional relationships with more than one person. Yeah, and I don't think cool. it works like that always. I think most of the time we can't expect people who are especially ones who specifically say I I feel monogamous and like Right to change, um, but yeah, that's my that's my take on it. I mean, maybe it'll bite me in the ass at some point, but um, <laughs> I think it is definitely better to stay with poly people who are explicitly polyamorous or, or non monogamous if you are that. But um, it's not always yeah. an option. Yeah, no, yeah. totally. And I mean, and I and I think it's it's. I'm not trying to be a hypocrite here because you know so many people just default to monogamy and then um are not actually monogamous either you know but you never have to have the conversation so it's like (laughs) you could be like well uh yeah (laughs) you know what I mean I I just I think that um it's another thing to like go out there and try to be having these conversations and try to be honest and try to have good communication and um, you know, and then people come along and they're like, but you should just be dating poly people if you're going to do this. That's not what I mean to say. Yeah. But it's just, it's just, um, I, I wondered how, how you felt about, about that and, and how it fit into, um, yeah, your preferences. And it, it seems like if, if you really, people who, as you were saying, are really committed to just, um, dating poly people, it's, I imagine that it's just kind of like choosing your battles somewhat. I mean, um, and just kind of, of making, making things a little bit easier, perhaps. I don't know. Do you think that's where that comes from? Or maybe it's just like a a personal preference for people. Yeah. I'm not sure. Maybe just these people, like I'm specifically like my, my first is the author of more than two. The, uh, it's a book about how to do polyamory ethically. Yeah. I really recommend that book more than two. Uh, cool. The author, I think he says actually that he doesn't date anyone who has, like the person has to have two partners. I think that's what he said. Nice. And I was like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so like bye. they're like fully committed to polyamory. Right. And I mean, this person has been doing polyamory for 
for a long, long time. So maybe that also is part of it. Um, But, but yeah, I, I mean, for me, it's like, I don't really see any other, like if I, if I go out and I meet someone and we have a great time, yeah. If I, I'm all fully disclosed that I'm not, I mean, my only job is that I disclose my situation totally. and if they want to see me again and we'll have a good time again, like why would I say no to that? Yeah. So. And how could they help themselves? <laughs> <laughs> and when it, you know, shit hits the fan, shit hits the fan. We'll see. Yeah, you can come back fine. and interview me again. When that <laughs> Hands wash. Do you want to uh, share any particular story, a la, a la what's your number? Um, kind of uh, more start to finish, or does anything um, occur to you that's that's been left unsaid or anything like that? Um, One thing that's kind of interesting that I realized when I first was like estimating what number I should start on, yeah. <laughs> that my instinct was to was to make it lower than oh, like to be like, oh, like me, I don't know if I can say that. <laughs> it, like it was like yeah. really like I was like, oh, I think I, I lowered it. I think I said 35 and then I said 30 or something like that. And yeah. I, by the way, it, it could be twice that amount. Like I don't, I really, <laughs> I haven't thought about it. Amazing, um, amazing. Yeah, and yeah, it's, it's just interesting. Even though I'm such like logically a sex positive person, uh, this is still something that is clearly still within me. This this uh, worry about sharing that how sexually active I have been in my life, yeah. and um, just yeah, a reminder. I guess a, a message to anyone who's listening to. Yeah, just acknowledge that and it's okay and yeah. it's part of our culture and that's just more reason to share with people about your sexual experiences and not be ashamed of them and that this is an awesome podcast <laughs> for doing you. that and spreading that and um, so that we can all heal from the shame that we were Absolutely. brought up to feel for, for no reason, for no good reason. Yeah. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. It's so, it's so interesting, um, having this podcast and having this conversation with people like about it and what is it and, oh, and, um, and people, men invariably say, um, oh, and so how many, how, how many episodes are there? (laughs) And it's kind of like, it's, and I, it's, it's, um, I think the point of, of the podcast is, is not to count them all up. It's not about the end number. It's obviously about, about the journey and about getting there. And, and also, yeah, just being okay with it. As you said, not, not underestimating, not overestimating, just like, this is, this is what I've got. You know, I have, um, also friends with, I think, you know, lower numbers or, you know, um, people who met their, um, partner when they were young and have been in a monogamous relationship or whatever. And there can be kind of like that other side too, which is like, you know, um, we live in a super kind of sexualized culture. Um, you know, you know, maybe people have this idea of how many people they should have slept with or something as well. I think like, um, whatever end of the spectrum you're on or like it's, it's impossible to escape the shame. It's so crazy. Uh, thank you so much for, for talking with me today. I'm sorry, Mariah couldn't be there. I'm sure she, she's sorry. Cause this was, this was such a fun conversation and um, to not, to not go too crazy long with it. Um, I guess we should wrap up unless there's any final thoughts over on your end. No, I think, I think that's, I've said, said a lot. Um, and yeah, I really appreciate you having me, um, and meeting you both and, um, yeah, just parlaying. Yeah. This was super fun. Please keep in touch if, if anything. Okay, well, Sarah, where can people find you and get more of this awesome conversation? I'm glad you asked, Olivia. So 
I, if you want to hear more specifically about what is going on in my non-monogamous relationship, I recommend my newsletter. It's monogamish.substack or at substack.com. So monogamish, not miss, like ish. Um, And yeah, for my videos, you can follow me on Instagram at monogamish underscore me. And I also blog regularly. Um, so get going in more depth about certain topics related to sexuality, typically and non-monogamy, but other random stuff um, at nychickenberlin at medium.com. So yeah. Perfect. I hope uh, I see some of you on these platforms. <laughs> Definitely. And we'll, and we'll link to all of that in the show notes and um, so people can, can get right there. And I also saw you're doing some, some webinars. Are you still doing those? Yeah. Yeah. So I think unfortunately the time this podcast is on the next, the April cohort will have started, but I'm also teaching, I have an online course about sexuality called Pillow Talk Mastery. Um, and it's a six-week program that teaches you how to have the sex life that you truly want. So I tell you a lot of like my own experiences, but also include uh, advice from experts like Esther Perel and um, Michael Bader and a lot of uh, really, uh, Emily Nagoski really um, really smart, educated people who have a lot to say about these topics. So, so cool. there will be a new, new cohort in the next months as well. And yeah, if you're on my listserv, you'll, you will be sure to hear about it. So, um, yeah, thanks nice. for bringing that up. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, so I usually do like a webinar, like explaining more as well. If you want to sign on to the webinar too, it'll also be, um, if you're in my, in my, in my orbit, you'll find out about it. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, no, that looked super interesting. So very cool. Um, you're doing so much awesome stuff and, um, so glad, so glad we were able to do this together and, um, yeah, let's definitely keep in touch. And we, it sounds like we're going to have to have you on again, um, and have Mariah interview you because she, <laughs> she's got more questions. Thanks for listening to What's Your Number. This episode was produced by Olivia and Mariah. Music is by No Fancy. You can learn more about us and check out our blog at whatsyournumberpod.com. We are on Instagram at whatsyournumberpod and on Twitter at therewasthisguy. And if you enjoyed what you heard today, leave us a review wherever podcasts are found and subscribe to hear about more sexcapades. Sexcapades.